Xavier Quarterman and welcome to episode 17. Yes, so guess what guys? Big announcement. (laughs) (laughs) We are dropping the full version of the intro song on the 20th episode. So stay tuned for that. I remember when we wrote that song. Yeah, it's been like what? It's a couple years. It's a couple years old. Yeah, it's a couple it's a couple years old. I think we were in our first apartment. Yeah. We did that song. In fact, I think we were like like packing to like move out. I think we were at my parents' house. No. Cause remember we were singing at we were like we did a music video. <laughs> we did a music video oh, you're while right, we were packing. Right. I, yeah. In fact, I think all the videos are on your Google or something. Yeah. I want to do a music video for it. Yeah, that was it. So Yeah, that was that was fun. Yeah, it's been a while. We had a couple people dancing. We were dancing at the uh at the storage u- place. Yeah, storage units. Anyways, yep. So, um, we were at, um, went to church last Sunday. It wasn't our home church. And there was a guy, he was a guest pastor, and he was, I guess he had a marriage conference going on that night, but he spoke that, that morning. And he had um, some really cool things to share. And I think, like, we can kind of share, like, bounce an idea off of kind of what he um brought up yeah i really found like we can we could agree and relate to what he was sharing so we want to talk about um five marriage myths there's a lot more yeah but we just want to talk about five okay so i can throw the first one at you okay um a good match guarantees a good outcome yeah i feel like um I know, like, when we were getting married, it's very easy to get um, caught up and overwhelmed by, like, the actual wedding day to the point where you don't process anything after that day. And you just kind of affiliate how the marriage is going to be with the excitement of what you're feeling up to that point. And so, yeah, it's very much so. And, And I think that's why I'm grateful we went to premarital. And I remember specifically in premarital counseling, um, it was stated like, we're working on your marriage, not your wedding. Like we can, we'll get to the wedding ceremony stuff. In fact, in fact, we did the the ceremony stuff last mm-hmm. and we mainly just worked on our marriage, which was awesome. I mean, we had a lot of things to work through specifically because of our timeline. I think it was even more important. So yeah, I think that's definitely a myth. Like, I feel like a lot of, a lot of times we get caught up in, um, the idea of marriage or the excitement, and we think, you know, because it starts well, it end well, and um, a lot of times that's we find out that's not the case. So yeah, I definitely think that's a myth. And what do you think? Yeah, I think it's a myth too. Um, I think maybe a lot of people like. You know, when you first start dating, like, or, you know, you're engaged, like, everything is kind of, like, easy and, like, smooth. Mm. And it seems, like, good, like, a good match. Yeah. But then, like, 
um like disagreements come and mm-hmm. like all these things come and then you're like oh like is this a good match yeah it's, <laughs> it's <question>. like <laughs> i mean every relationship has like um conflict mm-hmm. and i think conflict is good yeah so like i don't know yeah i think there's there's definitely a bunch of things that you you're not able to process until you're married and until you're actually living in your own space. And now we can get to the conversation, which we won't, of like when you're um, cohabitating with somebody before marriage. Mm. And is that different once you get married? In my opinion, no. But that's another conversation. But for the most part, yeah, it's like there's just small things you can't prepare for. Yeah. Like the toothpaste. Like how the habits that person has, like mm-hmm. how do they do? Like I grew up, no one said goodnight growing up. We all fell asleep with the TV on. Everyone had the TV on. No one really said goodnight. In fact, we all probably fell asleep watching American Idol or something in one room. And then we woke up middle of the night and went to our bed. You, on the other hand, when we got married, I'm like, you want to say goodnight and you want to go to bed together. I'm like, mm-hmm. what in the, <laughs> like, I feel like we're in a movie or something. Like, goodnight, honey. You know, like, we are in a the, movie. And the lamp, t- <laughs> and then you turn the lamp off. I've never had a lamp. You know, you just lean over and <laughs> turn the lamp off lamp. at the same time. But I feel like in a movie, it was like that. It was like we both have these pajamas on, and we're like, good night, okay. honey. Mm-hmm. And turn right. the lamp off, and we just instantaneously fall like fall asleep. Well, so, you do. Yeah, I do. yeah. I don't even remember going to sleep at night. But you yeah, the first one to sleep. I know, but it's, it's the small stuff like that. And I heard. Somebody, I think it was in the sermon that guy spoke that your partner will be up to six to seven people in a lifetime in your marriage. So soon as you feel like you get adjusted to one thing, your partner evolves. Yeah. And it's something totally different. So you definitely can't be like, oh, we had a great start. Well, wait, a baby changes everything. Mm-hmm. Like life, um, health situations can change Finances. everything. Finances changes everything. Where you live, like, yeah. there's so many uh, factors to it. And so, yeah, like, I, I definitely meant that was, that was a good one. Yeah. So the next one is compatibility is easy and automatic. Mm. Yeah. I think my favorite, not my favorite thing to hear, but I'm saying it sarcastically. My favorite thing <laughs> to hear is when people say, like, we had so much in common. Mm-hmm. The chemistry was there. We had so much in common. And um, I think, like, we we often take that as, oh, it's going to be really easy because we're just going to do everything together because we like doing all of the same stuff. And oftentimes, like, that never, <laughs> that's never truly the case. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I feel like. Yeah, because there can be, like, um, let's say I was like you, like, very, like, talkative and like mm-hmm. you know kind of like on go mentally you think i'm on go like that like mentally like you're yeah, very okay. deep yeah yeah. and if we were both like that it'd be very like yeah. it'd just be like we're in another realm all the time yeah. <laughs> honestly i don't even think we're compatible <laughs> <laughs> we're total opposite I which think, is good yeah the thing There's i heard balance. the thing i heard the, per- the guy say was you have to work to be compatible yeah. So there, like, there's, there's habits that you have 
that don't necessarily rub me the best way, mm-hmm. but I work at that. And then vice versa, there's things, there's ways that I have that don't rub you the right way, Yeah. but you work at that. And so I think the big thing is like, you actually have to work at compati- compatibility. Mm-hmm. And um, there are people who aren't compatible, you know, sort of say, but they work. Yeah. Because they work too. And then there's people who are, are super compatible and they're like, they didn't work. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. Maybe compatibility is sometimes a, a, a word that we think means easier mm-hmm. or better. And I don't think, I think no matter how compatible you are, like you still have to put in work, you know? Yeah. There's always something. Yeah. Always. So. All right, so let's go to the third one here. <laughs> Healthy couples avoid conflict. Eh. Dang. <laughs> God. Yeah, I. Oh. this is definitely a myth because I feel like if you avoid conflict, it's not healthy at all. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, like, if there's an argument or there's, like, tension... And you're just avoiding it. It's like going to get worse and worse. Yeah. You know, and it's just not healthy. Like <clears throat> whether you're dating or married or whatever. Mm. So I think having disagreements is healthy and like talking things out. It, it makes you better. Yeah. As a person and as a couple. And you learn and understand who you're with. Yeah. Yeah. I look back and some of the like the roughest arguments we had. It's probably where we gain the most understanding and mm-hmm. solve the biggest problems. I look back and I'm like, man, I don't want to argue like that again. Or I don't want to like have to go through that again. But I think the reward of it and how it came out on the other end was it's like unrewardable is not a word, <laughs> but <laughs> like it can't be it can't be priced. Like it's like it's invaluable. Yeah. You know, it's like, man, like I'm so glad. Like a lot of the foundation and the understanding we have of each other now, like that we're lighthearted about, well, they were arguments and mm-hmm. it was conflict in the past. And so. Yeah. And now that we've kind of had a lot of conflicts like before, mm-hmm. um, when we do have it now, it's like easier to kind of get through it. Yeah. Because we know each other's heart first mm-hmm. and we're not trying to like be enemies towards each other. Yeah. And we just understand, like, yeah. where, we, where each other's coming from. Yeah. So. I think another thing, too, is, like, you know my triggers and I know yours. Yeah. And so being intentional with not hitting those buttons. Yeah. Like, you it's know. Tough sometimes. <laughs> dang, I, I don't struggle <laughs> I'm with that. just kidding. <laughs> when I'm, sometimes I'm, like, really annoyed, though. And... It's hard to not say anything, but I'm aware that I'm just annoyed. It's not even you. It's just yeah. me. Like, I'm just dealing with something. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like, what he's doing right now is freaking annoying. <laughs> but I'm not going to say that because that'll cause, like, an I'm argument. I'm trying to think about what I'm doing and that you're just sitting there. <laughs> it's just simple things. Boiling of annoyingness. <laughs> I don't want to do it, whatever it is. I'm, I'll go into another room and do it. Or well, I'll, it's like leaving clothes around and stuff. Like... Like, that type of thing, like, you know, we've already talked about, like, pet peeves and stuff. Leaving clothes around. Like, on the hamper and, like, not even putting it in. But it's on Like, it's so close. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So. Maybe if I put in my music room in the studio. 
and starts to stink. What? My clothes don't. Okay. We're going to change the title of this podcast to his hamper. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Okay. All right. Um, number four. Mm-hmm. Big issues cause most divorces. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, I don't think I can say much on this. I haven't experienced divorce or anything, but I feel like it could be small things mm-hmm. that cause because, um, I know sometimes there's small things that can become big things, mm-hmm. and. Like it bothers so much, but you feel like it's not necessary to say. Yeah. But in reality, it is necessary. Yeah. And it can cause big issues later. Yeah. What do yeah, you think? I totally agree with you. I think I ask myself the question Does anything start big? Like, if you think of any, think of any large reason that a, a marriage would end in divorce. And I think it boils down to something small first. Like Mm -hmm. you think infidelity. Well, then it boils down to where's the communication where you guys going on dates, where you giving compliments, you know, like I think it boils down to the small stuff. Where did the disconnect happen? Where you guys not touching anymore? You guys not having sex. Yeah. Like I think it starts with small stuff. Yeah. And it always gets big. And so I, I don't know where I heard it at, but, um, there was a conversation that social media is now arguably one of the top three reasons for divorce now. I know mm-hmm. money's up there, but supposedly divorce is up there now. So you can imagine that has to start small, like from one post to whether like, or the DMs or yeah, someone, you you know, your partner scrolling on somebody's page or liking something like yeah. it, it, it starts with one post, one scroll. And so I can imagine that those are small. So overall, I, I do think it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely the small things. Like what I appreciate um, yesterday was um, I, I did the Mardi Gras gig. Mm-hmm. And um, I was playing with a, um, a horn line and I was playing drums and you and Zalea came out to see me. Yeah. And like. Even though it seems simple, like, oh, we're just going to watch and play, like, but it really meant a lot to me. Like, I told you, like, I was, like, mm-hmm. looking for y'all in the crowd, and you didn't even leave the house yet. <laughs> yeah. So I was looking for y'all, and you text me on the way. I was like, God, dang. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, like scanning the crowd, like, is that them? Is that them? Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. But I think, like, <laughs> over a course of time, like, if a couple of years went by and you never showed any interest in, in like, something that I like to do and I'm passionate about, I can see how that, like, would build resentment in my heart. Yeah. You know, over a course of time. And so I told myself I want to be intentional about vocalizing how much small things mean to me. Mm-hmm. That if you didn't do it, it would it, it would be big results. But the fact that you did, I'm like, you know what, that meant a lot. Yeah. Um, so I'd rather vocalize it on the positive side than on the negative end. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I think that's something small that positively like grows yeah it could be the opposite so yeah and that kind of goes into the the fifth myth Mm -hmm. of shared interests keep us together Mm. that's a good one what do you think about that 
Yeah, I mean, it's cool to have things that you share together, like shows. Um, you know, you would like to go to theme parks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he said, like I'm not really like a musical person, mm-hmm. and like I like to go support him because it's what he loves, mm-hmm. and um, I know it means a lot to him. So mm-hmm. I think that. Not having shared things sometimes can, you know, build your relationship as well. Yeah, that's big. I think, in fact, I think having different interests maybe can give you more of a building block when it comes to intimacy, Mm -hmm. emotional intimacy, like all around. Because now you're showing something, you're showing interest in something you're not, that's not typically your interest. Yeah. You know, and I, I find this a lot with guys. I know, like, as men, we can get obsessed with our craft sometimes, with our hobbies. hmm And it can be annoying in a sense. Yeah. It's like he's just all about, like, like you said, like, when if for you just to show a little bit of interest in something I'm passionate about, it's like, oh, shoot, you know, like. Yeah, because, like, I, <laughs> I was telling him yesterday, well, I was telling you yesterday, mm-hmm. like, I was so tired. Yeah. I did not want to go, but I wanted to support you because <laughs> I knew it would mean a lot. Yeah. And like he appreciated it and mm-hmm. it made me feel good. Like yeah. I was glad I went. Yeah. So. And even after, after we got out of church, I like vocalized in the car. It's like, I want to be more intentional with showing interest in what you like. Mm-hmm. I know you're more of like a, like I'm more likely to talk about something like a beat I made or something musically, I'm more likely to just cough that up. Just, you know, I don't know where versus like with you, I'll probably have to like ask ask you intentionally, but I was like, Oh yeah. And then it'd be like this whole passion that it comes out. (laughs) I was like, Oh my God, you know, you like that. Yeah. But yeah. So like on one end and I think when we do, and he was sharing when we, when you actually show interest and your partner's interest that's the key to finding, to finding, uh, to sparking interest between you two. Mm-hmm. So like, you love fashion, and so like as I begin to, or there's been times in the past where we're having conversations about fashion, and then something I like, or that you know I found interesting popped up in that conversation, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we kind of have this common ground in the area that we didn't think we did at first. Yeah, and so I think that's the the takeaway and reward of having those, you know, showing investment into each other's, you can, um, you can find your own interest that you guys both have together in that process. Yeah. I agree with that. So shared interests, I think does keep you together, Mm -hmm. but showing interest in one another's interests, even if you don't like it, keeps you together. Yeah. Even more. And how difficult do you think that is sometimes? Because, it's easier said than done. Yeah. Um, it could be difficult for sure, especially if like you're talking and I'm like, man, I have no idea like yeah, what you're talking about. I was about. struggling this morning. I was trying to share it. I was reading something in the book and I tried to share it. And yeah. the book's from the 1800s. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Like, I just want to listen to the song that's on. I was trying to, I was trying to describe the song and where I get the idea to write the song. From this book that was written in the 1800s. Yeah, you don't have to explain it or anything. I was going to do it again. <laughs> but yeah, like, it, it can be tough. 
because like sometimes I don't get it or like mm. um like I'm not a very passionate person when he speaks so like I'll be like oh okay that's cool mm. and he'll be like well I shouldn't have told you because <laughs> I, I just got- have such a bland response but like I'm trying yeah, to yeah. like be interested yeah but if you ask me later I can tell you what you said yeah so. I wish I could find that meme with the sea otter holding a guitar Mm-hmm. he's like standing there like looking with holding like a little mini guitar it's like when you share something with your girl and you don't get a response <laughs> you share something exciting and you get no response yeah but i'm glad you share with me anyway yeah. you fight through that yeah so yeah i do think it's like you have to be intentional because it can also be easy to zone off yeah or to not be as excited which is understandable but i guess that's the intentional part mm-hmm. of um be like nah this is what you know, my spouse really cares about. Yeah. If I care about them, then I'm going to show interest. So I think that's something that's always going to spark up like the, like almost like the, I don't want to say the dating feelings. I don't want to use that, but it'll spark up like the butterflies, the butterflies, the spontaneous, you know, we're not just working every day and taking care of kids. It's like, it'll mm-hmm. it sparks something fresh and gives us like a funness. Yeah. It's not even a word. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, it sparks the fun factor, I feel like. And so I can appreciate that. So I have a interesting question. Um, being that we we were friends for four months, we dated for two weeks, and we were engaged for six months. And we're about to hit year four. Now I like sometimes I look back and I'm like, I can't take away from that. Like, I feel like we have to pat ourselves on the back sometimes because we were very much doubted and considered dumb and stupid for doing what we did. (laughs) And I'm not, I try not to be vengeful. I don't think I'm a vengeance person, but sometimes I look back and I just want to slam that in in certain people's faces. You know what I'm saying? But I don't. I mean, they can just, you know, see us in public and that's it. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. This is supposed to be the worst decision of my life. I'm not going to go down that road. But um, so being that that was our scenario and we're about to hit year four, what was the factor for you that helped you push through such a unorthodox situation? Yeah. It was tough. Uh, But the factor for me, then there was a few. Mm-hmm. There was God. You know, God in heaven, Jesus Christ, like he really helped oh. me do that. And when God tells me to do something, you know, I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah. And I'm a very determined person. Mm-hmm. So like no matter how hard it got, I was like, all right, like I'm just going to fight through this. And, you know, as time went on, you know, I love Xavier and that was a factor too. Like, mm-hmm. Um, we had that love for each other. And as we went through things, um, I found that we did have a lot of fun times together. Yeah. And that helped too. Or um, we would do a lot of adventurous things. And like, even when we had bad days, like we still had those memories. And then we would, you know, just do fun things together. Yeah. And that helped. And yeah, that was, I mean, a few factors. Yeah. What about you? So, um, for me, it was a couple as well. But I think 
the main thing that I gravitated to was um, there was, and I don't know why I was like this. I don't know if I did this intentionally or not, but there was no standard for what this should look like mm-hmm. because I've never seen anybody um, with the narrative we had because we didn't have a reference for this timeline. I think in my mind, I didn't look around for what this should look like. Yeah. So if I didn't have a standard of what it should look like, then I had, that was a big yawn you just did. Sorry. It's all right. Oh, if I, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm just kidding. I like how you like backed your head up. And we're like, Wah! anyway, um, <laughs> if, because I didn't have a reference for this type of timeline, then there was nothing to tell me that we were failing. If we were failing or not, mm-hmm. I had nothing compared to all I know was that we were working towards making this marriage work. And when we had bad times, I didn't have anything to be like, well, this marriage, these people went through this and this Mm -hmm. is what they look like. I didn't have that. We didn't have that. Yeah. So in my mind, we had our own story. And so it, it constantly just allowed us to be like, we're just having a rough time. Yeah. This is just a difficult moment. This is just a rough patch, but we're writing our own story. And I wish that we would apply that to every area of life, but because it's tough, like, like we know a bunch of other homeowners, like, you know, a bunch of other parents. So it's almost impossible, but it's worth over time creating a space for where this is my story. This is my narrative. Let me write it. Let me have my own experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had people, we sought out for counsel as well, but we were, even then we were very specific. Yeah. And particularly with that. But I think it was one, it was like, I didn't have a reference. I didn't look to the outside for what this should look like. And then also I would say like, it was God too. The, the reason and the thing that brought us together was that strong. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't say that we're sitting here married after such a short process because we were great. Yeah. Because we were perfect. That is so, Mm-mm. I mean, we had a bunch of moments where we could have just ended it. Yeah. And there's times where we felt like we wanted to. It's like, man, I'm like, I used to always pull the I'm young card in my mind. Like, man, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm 23 years old. I don't need to be struggling like this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> For a while, like. I was 21. Yeah. You had, I'm like, yeah. golly, what am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> and I just want to go top golf and get wings and go to my friend's house, you know. <laughs> so yeah, those were so yeah. That I'd be lying if I said we didn't have those thoughts. Um, they were definitely there, but I feel like what brought us together, and the foundation was so strong, and that it was it's allowed us to be here now, and and like we we incorporate God and in our marriage, and we're continue to grow to do that yeah and the crazy thing is that we could have gave up because we didn't have anyone to look to like yeah like oh this person is going through this like uh, like we are right now yeah we didn't have that yeah so it was kind of like harder to like get through yeah honestly yeah one thing we did have though was we did have a couple people around us that had successful marriages and so Mm -hmm. i feel like the principles of marriage we surrounded ourselves with that yeah. Which the thing I, I appreciate about that is that with principles is 
it's not it's not specific. It's just A plus B equals C. So if you plug in this principle, you're going to get this result, no matter your timeline, mm-hmm. no matter your race, no, no matter your ethnicity. And, um, and that's another factor too. Like, you know, you're Puerto Rican and I'm, I'm black. So it's not like we grew up differently. Yeah. So those were also layers of us coming together. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, for me, it was that it was God. And then also it was our love for each other. Yeah. The, the love I have for you, the good times. I mean, the second year of our first marriage, our first marriage, God what? dang, the second, <laughs> the the first year of our marriage uh, was a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like the pandemic created a stronger foundation for us. Yeah. Because we went through that together mm-hmm. and that was tough. We dealt with a lot of stuff. We dealt there. with a lot of stuff together. <laughs> and, um, and in that time we just got to know each other a lot and. Mm-hmm. Every day, like, and it's funny, we look back at it now, like, it was the golden days or something, but we should just go to this park up here and play wall ball. Yeah. And then after we would go to this one Circle K, I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a habitual <laughs> thing we did, like, and then we would go to the Ooh. Circle K, and then we would get, what, the Blue Mountain Dew. And the boiled and peanuts. And boiled peanuts. That sounds so good right now, honestly. I know. I, that's why, actually, when we were on the way home, I was like, you want to go to racetrack? You want anything from the store? Well, you should have said something. I, I didn't know you were talking about that. Yeah, sorry. I'm so tired. <laughs> it's a quiet drive. But um, and then we would watch, and we had we were watch we were heavy on um, what's the show with the plane and the people disappearing? Oh, on the plane. Um, manifest. Yeah. So we would go play wall ball, play our little playlist, get boiled peanuts, and share this big old Mountain Dew from Circle K and watch Manifest like. Man, that was our 2020, and then sit on the balcony and play Uno. And it's like, as tough as life got, I can't do this. I'm like, I can't do this with anybody else. Yeah. Like, I can't share this with anybody else. And I think it's those beautiful moments that, to me, are so much more rewarding than the idea of just clubbing and then, like, going girl to girl Mm -hmm. and just sleeping with a bunch of girls. Like, that... It's overrated. I feel like the simple thing of just we sit in our robes together and play Uno on the balcony in a pandemic. Yeah. Like that is just, that's, that's like, that's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's fun. It's when you share that with that person, playing darts, mm-hmm. you know, putting holes in the wall. <laughs> yeah. You know, because we missed the whole thing or throwing that thing and it bounced back at you because it hit the metal part. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like those things are priceless. And when you reflect on those things, it makes it worth it. Yeah, good times, good times. Yeah. Like, you think about, like, the good times, and you don't really, you forget about the bad. <laughs> like, we probably mostly had bad times there, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> but never going back to that part. We have, when we had fun, we had fun. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, because we both had different upbringings, we both cooked two different breakfasts, like, yeah. the first year. So, I cooked grits. You didn't like grits yet. Mm-hmm. I cooked grits and sausage and eggs. And you cook pancakes with, with cinnamon, bacon. with bacon and cinnamon. Yeah. And we would cook two totally different breakfasts. And it was like, <laughs> that mm-hmm. was our thing back then. And now we just cook one. Yeah. But, so yeah, looking back at those moments, I always reflect on the good times. I'm like, uh, it's, I feel like I want to continue on this journey. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah. yeah. So yeah, we covered five um, marital myths. I mean, 
I think they're pretty good ones. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I there's lo- so many out there, like you yeah. said, but those are just like I love calling few. out myths because I feel like it sets people free. I know it sets me free mentally. Yeah. Um, for certain things. So, so guys, we're gonna wrap this up. Um, wanna take us on out? Yeah. Pray so- us out. Guys, I would thank you for the day. Close my back, shoes on my feet. Um, <laughs> thank you all for tuning in. We always appreciate it. We always appreciate the feedback. And um, if you have any questions, you can email us at lifeon11podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. or you can follow us on Instagram and DM us at yeah. lifeon11podcast. Um, and we'll answer anything that you guys send us. Yeah. Uh, we love y'all and we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye.